The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. When the Pharisees gathered to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever you would have gained from me is korban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. One reason that the scribes and Pharisees grow to hate Jesus is that Jesus is just no good at religion. He skipped rabbi school in Jerusalem, and he doesn't bother keeping the old rules. He has no appetite for making up new ones. And so to the Pharisees and the scribes, Jesus seems vulgar and unsophisticated, ill-informed and a bit of an amateur. But Jesus is pretty fabulous at love, especially divine love, that rare and mysterious love that embraces everybody, even the lost and the losers and the little guys in this world, and especially folks who have been burdened and cheated and broken down by the demands of religious professionals like the scribes and the Pharisees. And it is that love, that divine love that Jesus sources directly from heaven, love that is grace because it's totally free, love that is mercy because it is gently touched to misery, love that is true because it shows us our way home. It is that love from Jesus, that expansive, embracing, enthusiastic, otherworldly love, which makes Jesus so popular and also so dangerous, so fun and yet so hateable. Because if you make your living by making rules for others, then Jesus has got to go. And to make him go, someday you may even need to kill him. 
We live in a world where Christians are now described as vulgar and inelegant, as coarse and unsophisticated, and not very good at our religion. Our scribes and Pharisees in this world now go by other names, but they are essentially the same character. They flatter themselves as the good guys and the ones with the purest hearts. They are well-educated, and they demand to be in charge. They talk a lot, and they tweet a lot, but they are wasting our lives and their own by making up so many new rules for the world to keep. And if you do not keep their rules, then the new Pharisees say, shame on you. A shame now socially amplified by media that is meant to burden you, and if you don't get in line, meant to break you. And that is anything but love. However, before we burn the entire morning on the moat that is in someone else's eye, we should probably check for the log in our own sight line. Had we, in the church, lived for the last 2,000 years without capitulating to the demonic powers that build our institutions instead of Jesus' kingdom, that embrace money as an idol instead of a tool, or that make sex an assault rather than an icon of God and the church. Had we all lived for the last 2,000 years in the image of Jesus, whom we meet in the gospel for today, and had we not acted as new Pharisees with new rules all along the way, which burdened and broke so many innocent folks across history, then our world and our church would be very different places indeed, and our reputation would be too. So the first thing to say this morning is that quite often we have not known or loved or followed Jesus either. And very often we are neither popular nor fun nor elegant, and it's our fault. But always the good news, that Jesus is back again this morning to rescue us and restore us. Today in the Gospel, Jesus speaks of honestly walking in the commandment of God. Those four little words in verse 8, the commandment of God, they chafe us, and when they do, it means that we, like the Pharisees, are so tightly twisted around our own hearts with our own traditions and our own ways that we too have turned away from the divine love that made us and which saves us. The divine love that is concentrated in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, which in a few moments you will taste at this altar. Jesus' popular appeal 
is not just that he slashes red tape and regulations, distilling all that God has to say into one or two pithy aphorisms. Love God, and while you're at it, love your neighbor as yourself. The good news is that Jesus sets you completely free from any laws that would burden or break you. Because Jesus in his flesh keeps those four little words, the commandment of God, and then he gives you that perfectly kept commandment of God as a gift. So you don't have to worry about it, verse 5, or kick it aside, verse 8, or void it, verse 9, or change it, verses 12 and 13, like some cranky old Pharisee. Instead, you can start enjoying your long walk home to your Heavenly Father who loves you. From the inside, we are pure-hearted because Jesus makes us pure. And from the outside, we cannot be burdened or broken. We cannot be destroyed because the Jesus who lives inside us is indestructible. So you can see how the quibble about washing up before dinner was never really about washing up at all. It was about who is love and who is gracious. Who does right rather than wrong? Who intends to heal rather than to break? Who intends to lift rather than to burden? Who is merciful? Who is true? And really, at bottom, it's about who is God and who is not. And once our world discovers again that the answer to each one of these is Jesus Christ born of Mary, Jesus Christ on the altar and in the font. Once we discover that the answer to each of these is Jesus, then sometimes we actually forget to wash up because life in Jesus becomes pure joy. Life is best when there is no rub between God and us, when there is no rub between us and us, and when there is no rub between us and the world outside us, at least not from our side. Like Jesus, all we have to give is one small thing, divine love sourced from heaven, one word, love, that fulfills those four little words, the commandment of God. It is an honest walk in the commandment of God, a walk in love, a walk that is marked not by power or abuse, not by burden or by breaking, not by oppressing, but by love and its joyous companions, Peace, patience, kindness, self-control, gentleness, and joy that defines the church as Jesus gave it. And it is ours to enjoy together 
And we are meant to let that love be a compelling witness to a burdened and broken world. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.